my fellow Americans. Uh, you're listening to the Sack Lodge Podcast uh, with Matt and Matt. This is a Sack Lunch Podcast production. Shout out to our big men, Rashawn Holmes, Marvin Bagley III. When the king's in the paint, ma, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot. See, the pig's gonna give it to you. Block another shot, block another shot, block another shot. And if a Santa get attitude, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot. I come off a pick and roll, throw it down like Sean. Now we got a big lead, cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude, but I play mean. See me block shots, see me set screens. I am the big man, Rashawn freaking Holmes. Set, pick, and roll, then cram it down your throat. A starter, they didn't know his name, but soon everybody gonna recognize his game. I can play inside the key, I own the paint. Cheat off your man, and I'm dunking on your face. Eggs. Quicker off my feet, if you shoot it, I'm a beat. People jumping out, they see. Use a rope to floss my teeth. So don't try and come up in my paint, laying up that weakest stuff. Better pass. That stuff. See, my defense got you looking like you trash and stuff. You should think about it. Take a second. Matter of fact, you should take mo threes and think before you drive, cause you gon' see me. When the king's in the paint, ma, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot. See, the pig's gonna give it to you. Block another shot, block another shot, block another shot. And if a Santa get attitude, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot. I come off a pick and roll, throw it down like Sean. Now we got a big lead, cause I got it going on. Name is Bagley, but y'all knew that. The king's lefty, stretch for who that? I keep a true swag, see me when I blow by, but only on the left side. Yeah, that's my strong side. Ain't no other way to play the game the way I play. I cut so much, you thought I was a DJ. Two, one, yep, three. Could've picked Luca, but you didn't, now you're stuck with me. My thumb's breaking, but I come back spanking. See, I specialize in making all the rims get shaking. So bring a friend, homie, y'all come inside. We at the G1C winning games and getting live. So don't change the dizzle, lob it to the middle, and let me throw it down for my boy H. Jizzle. Smooth with the riddles, I sizzle and the dribbles. Now that I'm Bizak, the king's up in the gizzle. When the king's in the paint, ma, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot. See, the pig's gonna give it to you. Block another shot, block another shot, block another shot. And if a Santa get attitude, block it like it's hot, block it like it's hot. Block it like it's hot. I come off a pick and roll, throw it down like Sean. Now we got a big lead, cause I got it going on. What is going on? Welcome to the Sack Lunch Podcast, your Sacramento Kings podcast with Matt and also Matt. Matt, what's going on? Feels great, baby. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Bang Bang Niner Gang? Yeah. Pumped. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. I know it's a Kings podcast, but we're, we're both 49ers fans, so if you don't like that, you know, deal with it. Sorry. Can't, can't hide the excitement at this point. No. No. Woo. So that, that, that was exciting. Um, what else been going on, Matt? You, uh, you and Goldine been watching anything on Netflix or, or Prime lately or, you know, Disney Plus? No shame. You yeah, know, we uh, have... We have like four different streaming services. That's kind of the way Think, people are going these days. Yeah. Thinking that we're smart and only paying $10, but really when we add four of them up, it's like 40 But no, uh, we don't, 
we haven't really gotten into a new show in a while. Uh, we kind of hit the classics that we like. We like Psych on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's that's a good show. Um, and I think it's funny. It has some. I mean, we've seen them all, so it kind of ruins some of the effect because it is uh, a crime solving show. But uh, but a lot of it's you know for the humor, and you can yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's a that's a really funny show. What what I struggle with with shows like that, like I would say that in in that same category as Psych are maybe the show Numbers, which is like that. Uh, where they use math to solve crimes. Yeah. And then um, White Collar, which is another good show. Mm -hmm. But I was never able to finish any of those all the way through because each episode kind of resolved itself within the episode. And so to me, it felt a little anticlimactic because as, rather than using the entire season to build up a climax and get to a certain resolution, they're doing it each episode and then it kind of resets. And so it didn't really hook me in as I could, much i could see that at the same time i think that's why i do like to watch shows like that because um just pick up and play yeah because yeah. I, I don't really have time to get sucked in i mean i remember i watched when i was on paternity leave when roman was born i watched prison break and i was way late watching it but i i watched it and um i watched it like in two weeks I think then, I did the same thing with I binged Entourage really hard. Yeah, oh, I um, like that show too. Yeah, that was a great show. But, but what the the problem is is when I binge something like that, I go out into the real world and I think that I am in that setting. And so oh, I don't binge I Breaking Bad for... then. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, so I see what you're saying. So then it makes it easier to not binge too hard. Yeah. Uh, we've been watching The Crown on Netflix, which is, we, that's, we like that show. And then we actually kind of, a, um, like a guilty pleasure. We recently finished watching Lucifer, okay. which isn't as dark as it sounds. It's kind of, kind of a little twisted, kind of weird, but it's also very entertaining. So yeah, okay. yeah we, every once in a while we kind of scroll through and see if there's anything that looks interesting. I have a and, confession. Okay. Never seen a minute of Game of Thrones. I haven't either. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we just lost anybody that, like, I. 99% of the public. Yeah, I know, like, Esteban for sure. And uh, <laughs> I, I can think of a couple people off the top of my head. But yeah, that I know, I haven't either. I've never I've never gotten into it. Now, granted, I don't even have, um, was it HBO? HBO, yeah. but there's ways you can get it, though. I know. I think people have even Illegally. offered me, when they find out that I don't watch it, they've even offered me their login information <laughs> so that I will watch it. Yeah. Um, I know. I just haven't been it's able. It's probably very good. It's probably a really good show. I just haven't haven't taken the time to actually start it yet. I was like that with Breaking Bad for a long time too, though. Um, I I didn't watch it for a long time, and then I finally did, and it was amazing. So. So uh, you're saying I should see that one? You haven't seen Breaking Bad. I don't either. have time to see all these shows. Who comes? Who has time to see all these things? I got to do the dishes. I got to you know clean up after my. I don't know when people watch this stuff i gotta watch the kings you gotta watch the sacramento kings yeah, yeah. that's a saga in some itself. some people could argue that time would be better well spent watching something like breaking bad or game of thrones than the kings right now but you know i like, probably we're fans though so yeah, a little bit more entertained yeah yeah you definitely need to watch breaking bad have you seen the wire have you seen that one no no dude, i haven't seen oh, really anything man all right. Well, we should probably change the subject then, because we're making people upset right now. So <laughs> let's let's talk about the Sacramento Kings, Matt. So the Kings um, went two and one this week. Uh, they defeated the 
Golden State Warriors pretty easily, uh, or a shell of the Golden State Warriors. I mean, there was yeah. no Steph Curry, no Klay Thompson, no D'Angelo Russell, and no Draymond Green. How so, the tides have turned. Yeah, they beat that version of the Warriors 111-98. to um, And then they, uh, back-to-back, right, went, went to Phoenix the next day. Yes. And they beat the Suns one fourteen to one hundred three, and then as expected, they they did lose to the Bucks one twenty seven to one hundred six. But I mean, we didn't even have a, a chunk of our team that game. Yeah, so. half of our and a chunk of our good players too. So yeah, Rashawn Holmes and Bogdanovich. The, the Bucks. Yeah, and. So where that leaves us is, uh, I believe, the same as last week. We were in the 13 seed. The the Kings are currently 15 and 24. They are in the 13 seed. But just like last week, even though they're in the 13 seed, they're only two games back of the eight seed. Who is now uh, at this moment in time that that wheel of that roulette roulette is uh, Memphis Grizzlies are currently the eight seed. Yeah, but I then can switch every night. Yeah, I mean, look at this. The Spurs are tied with Memphis at nine. Then you've got Portland one and a half back at ten. Phoenix one and a half back at eleven. Minnesota one and a half back at twelve. And then the Kings two back at thirteen. So, yeah. I mean, you've got six teams right there, all within two games of each other, um, and they're all fighting for one spot. That's the only scary thing because uh, Oklahoma City is five games ahead. Of Memphis right now, Oklahoma City's the seven seed, so there's a huge gap there. So really, the the six teams there are all fighting for that one eight seed. OKC has done much better than we anticipated. They have, they, I know. Or anybody anticipated, which is surprising really. uh, yeah. after losing Westbrook, and I know it's it's impressive that in the last few years they've lost uh, Harden, Durant, and Westbrook, and yet they're still gonna maybe make the playoffs this season. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where the Kings are right now, 13 seed. Uh, Matt, let's break down these games. So the Kings Warriors game, uh, like we said, it was it was pretty ugly game. You know, anytime Caleb Swanigan's getting a good chunk of minutes, you know, it's, a um, tick. it's ugly one way or another. Luckily, on you know, it was ugly on the uh, on the good side for us. Yeah. Kings yeah. handled. I mean, the, the, we mentioned it. The, the, the Warriors rolled out a, a D League team essentially. I mean, they already were without Steph and Clay, and now they're without Russell and Draymond as well. Their headliner was their best player might have been Willie Cauley Stein. Oh, that's pathetic. Uh, yeah. So if the, <laughs> he, he actually did pretty well though, he, he did, did. He did. Yeah, not he, bad. he did good in the the beginning. Holmes blocked him though. Did you see it? I um, did. Stuffed that, him. That made me really ha- yeah. happy, excited. Kings were led by a balanced attack. Uh, Fox and Buddy uh, both had 21 points each. Ariza had a great game. We've kind of seen a revival from Ariza lately. Uh, he had 18 points in this game with six rebounds, three assists, and two steals. So even the, the defense coming back a little bit, shooting coming back a little bit. The downside in this game, though, was, of course, um, Rashawn Holmes going down with that shoulder injury. I, I was watching the game when that happened, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, we've already been bit by the injury bug you know, this season, and now to lose Holmes. Yeah, with Bagley um, being hurt a couple of times, we lost Fox for a chunk of the year. And what's tough is we can get away with Bagley being out because we have Holmes. Right. We can get away, even with Fox being out, we, we held our own. Yeah, you know, Corey and, Joseph held it down on the defensive end, and yeah. then Bogdanovich and Buddy were able to pick it up on the yeah. offensive end. Yeah. Uh, Bogey's been out for, you know, games, and we've done okay, you know, and, um, but Holmes being out, that's, he's got to get It's hard soon. to replace that level of efficiency because yeah. 
you might be able to replicate some of those numbers, but not on the same number of shots that he does. He's shooting 67%, which is one among the league leaders in the NBA, yeah. um, shooting over 80% from the line, averaging over, like a block and a half a game, um, not turning the ball over at all. Yeah. Uh, so he's just a... You know, he's been the King's best player this season. Yeah, most consistent, and he brings energy. So that's going to be really hard to replace. The good thing is, you know, he was seen on the bench with ice on his shoulder. Um, and so you, you can't imagine it's too bad of an injury, but he did miss the last two games. So, um, Yeah, so he's questionable, I believe, for, for Monday's game. So we'll see if he actually plays. I mean, I hope they don't rush it, though. I don't want him to aggravate, re-aggravate anything. Um, if he has to sit out another game or two and it means that he's fully healthy, I'm yeah. okay with that, even though obviously it's a bummer when he's out. But you mentioned uh, the return of Willie Cauley-Stein to Sacramento. Uh, he had a pretty good game, eight points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block. That's actually not terrible. So yeah. that's the closest thing that he'll get uh, in in the realm of a, of a compliment from me. But That's you know, big of you. I know. Uh, yeah, so the Got to give credit. <laughs> Kings led by 12 at half. Um and then they really took off in the third quarter. They uh, they beat the Warriors thirty eight to twenty four in the third. They shot the ball incredibly well. You mean we actually had a positive deficit in the like we actually had a a, a good margin yes in the third quarter for once we didn't get the blasted in the roles third quarter. Were reversed. The Warriors were the Kings, and we were. So that's last what other teams Warriors. usually feel like. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, man, we can't miss. The Kings shot fifty percent from deep. The, that, that game. That's insane. Yeah. The Warriors um, shot 19% from three. Ooh. It's ugly. It was an ugly game, Matt. Well, there's the story of the game right there for you. That's all you need to know. I mean, if you said nothing else except for King shot 50% from behind the arc, Warriors shot 19% from behind the arc, that yeah. you'd probably be able to take a stab in the dark of, of what the score was. and <laughs> You know You know what? The Kings needed a win like that, though. We, we've had too many close ones. We've been on the wrong end of too many close ones, so I'm not going to feel sorry for a big beatdown. Yeah, yeah. Even if it is against uh, just a bunch of backups on on what was one of the top teams in the NBA, I'll take it. We'll take what we can get right now. Yeah. You know, the Warriors beat the Rockets on Christmas, so that's true. That means we're better than the Rockets. We beat the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, well, we also beat the Rockets uh, on yeah, on so. the second half of a back to back. Yeah. So. And speaking of back-to-backs, the, the next night, the Kings traveled to Phoenix to play the Suns and uh, again came away victorious, 114-103. to uh, What were your main takeaways from the Suns game, Matt? Well, the main takeaway was that we, we won. Um, but without Rashawn Holmes. Without Holmes, without Bogey. And Bogdanovich, yeah. Um, right. Really, it was looking like a, a penciled-in loss. Giles had his first career start, which I was excited about. He only played 16 minutes, though. Um, in those 16 minutes, he had eight points, eight rebounds, a steal, and a couple turnovers. Now, I didn't check the fouls. Did, what, did he only get 16 minutes because he was in foul trouble? Or was it just like a start on paper, but he wasn't going to get heavy minutes from the start? Like no, so was... he was playing, but then in the third quarter, we got down by 21 points. Uh, Booker was just lighting it up. And then the bench came in and started to chip away at the lead. And one of the key players on the bench that was instrumental in our comeback was Dwayne Dedman, who was his center. And so he actually got to play the second half of the third quarter and the entire fourth he quarter. He literally came back from the dead <laughs> and made an appearance yeah. and, and helped us win this game. $50,000 
less in his wallet from that fine that he received. Um, and he, you know, I mean, Walton didn't have a choice. He's got no Bagley, no, um, no Holmes. No Holmes. Right. And so he said, hey, you want to play? And yeah. luckily he said, yeah, hell yeah. We needed play. big men. Um, so that's why Giles didn't play much was because they went with Deadman down the stretch. Deadman was doing very well, and uh, especially on defense. I mean, he had all the rest in the world. Yeah, that was very surprising. Let's talk about the lineup that the Kings closed out with the entire fourth quarter. They went with mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, Corey Joseph. So both point guards, but you had the offense and the defense. I actually like that. I, right. I like seeing both of them on the court. You had Trevor Ariza, you had Bielitsa, and you had Deadman. Now, obviously, this particular lineup is not going to be a normal thing once Bagley and Holmes and Bogdanovich are back, but... Right. Uh, what did you think about this lineup? They did pretty well. Yeah, they were gelling. I mean, obviously Luke found a nice combo. Uh, it was working that night. Ariza has really stepped up lately. I don't know what's gotten into him. Um, if he's you know drinking his Metamucil in the morning or something, but um, he's feeling it. He he had 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and two steals. And in that third quarter, when we got down by 21, he made some grown man plays to. Um, really get us back to within striking distance. We went into the fourth quarter only down nine, um, and then that's when Fox came in, and then he shifted on to playing Devin Booker, who was being previously guarded by Buddy Heald, who has proven to not be a very good defender. Devin Booker was lighting it up. He had 34 points um, on the night, but once Fox got on him, he, he was contained. Right. Um, I, I like this Ariza revival, and not just because he's making me look like less of an idiot for advocating the signing of him <laughs> in the off-season episode yeah. that we did. But, no, it's been nice because he's doing some of the things that we had kind of thought that maybe he could do when the Kings signed him. Yeah. Um, and good. Deadman was another guy that we, we both advocated. You know, we, we were obviously wrong on that one, but, um, <laughs> you know, we were excited for the Deadman signing, but this is one game where he kind of did what he was doing last year for Atlanta. He played 32 minutes. He had 12 points. He had 10 rebounds. Um, he even made a three. So it's like... He made one, yeah. Yeah, he did make one of four. Uh, but, you know, like, th- these are the type of... now. Where was this early in the season when he? Because he hasn't been getting these heavy minutes since early in the season when we went right. to Rashawn Holmes. Uh, but even in the limited run that he gets, like the efficiency, the energy, um, the productivity just hasn't been there. So it was really nice to see him and Ariza both kind of step up in a on a night where we really needed guys to step up. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be hard for Deadman because we have so many. I don't want to say great, but we have we have good big men. Holmes but Bagley was out for a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe just Deadman came on. He and Giles knew. wasn't playing either. Yeah. You know? Maybe Deadman just knew he was in a funk. And sometimes with a new team, you get it. You know, it could be a psychological Lost thing. a starting job. And I don't yeah, know. lost his job, lost his confidence. But um, I, I think you were right about Ariza being the MVP of this game, though. He scored 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals. But he made those huge plays in the clutch that helped us win this game. Yeah. We were down by 21 and ended up winning by 11. Wow. Can you imagine how Suns fans felt? Because, I mean, they're in the running, too, for that eight seed. Netted a 32-point swing there. That's yeah. uh, Well, we've been on the other end of that many times. So, actually, oh, yeah. to answer your question, yes, I can imagine how Suns fans felt. Because we've been there <laughs> Just go many... back last week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Suns podcasts are probably just livid right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So so we've been there before, but yeah, that that was nice from a Kings fan perspective, though. Yeah, it's good to be on the other end of that. Um, what what about like high impact? I mean, Fox the uh, played pretty good defense on Booker in the fourth, and Fox is not typically known for his defense. That's usually yeah. jo- where Joseph shines. Fox right. is the offensive speed burst guy. So to to him kind of, for him to kind of help to lock down Booker was key. The last few games, I've seen a change in De'Aaron Fox, uh, or we all have, not just me. I'm not special or anything, but um, he took You're special, it, Matt. He took, You're thank special. you. Yeah, that's what my mom <laughs> says. Uh, he took it personal. <laughs> And he uh, he can defend. If you're that fast on offense, you can be that fast on defense and stay in front of somebody. He took it to heart and and he locked him up. And he also you know not only did that, but he scored 27 points, four boards, six assists, a steal, and a block. De'Aaron Fox is is turning into a player. He's yeah, he's starting to look like an all star. And I hope we continue to see this trend of him playing defense. Maybe Joseph uh, motivated him in that time that, that yeah. he had to start. But I remember early in the year before Fox's injury, um, you had pointed out a stat that uh, that indicated that Fox's defense was actually better than the stats had initially indicated because yeah. they were just making some tough shots on him, or he was guarding really tough. You know, really good players, right. but like his his defense was actually good, um, but the stats didn't really reflect that. Yeah. So hopefully, that's a trend that continues um, going forward. Uh, let's talk about that Bucks game. That was a tough loss, but it was one that we kind of expected. The Bucks only have a handful of losses on the season, and we were short-handed this game. Um, the Kings ended up falling short, one twenty-seven to one hundred six. They were up by three at one point in the third quarter. Uh, what are your high point? Yeah, yeah, that was that was our peak. <laughs> uh, what what was your uh, your main takeaway? Would it be you know kind of box uh, keeping Giannis from from destroying us, or what do you think your main takeaway from this game was? Well, yeah, that's a good point because that was surprising that he only scored thirteen points. He averages almost thirty. Ten rebounds, he averages more than that. Five assists, he averages more than that. Um, and yet we still got blown out pretty bad, uh, which just shows that the Bucks are loaded. Um, you know, the Kings have bottled up some pretty big superstars this year. James Harden went, scored well below his season average against us. Yeah. Um, Luca scored well below his season average against us yeah. uh, as far as his overall stat line. And then now Giannis um, well below. So, I mean, the Kings have done a, a decent job defending some superstar players. We're the MVP stoppers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it would have been nice to come away with a win on a night when Giannis only scored 13, maybe yeah. in a different, different, uh, in an alternate universe where we had all of our starters <laughs> and everything, you know? But, yeah, um, yeah but Chris Middleton was on fire. He, he didn't miss a sh- shot almost. He was 9 for 12. Um, he's an all-star. He, he doesn't really provide a lot of... He's a very appeal, underrated player. Yeah, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, who always seems to get the best of us, had 24 points. Yeah, he um, was hitting a lot too. So. The Bucks might win the champ. Uh, uh, well, I'll take it back. I think th- I still think the Clippers are going to win the championship, but I think they're going to see the Bucks in the finals. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, not to you know toot my own horn, so to speak, but I believe that was actually my... Uh, my prediction in our predictions episode. It so. was, yeah, Clippers and Bucks. Yeah, so that that would that would be a really good finals to to watch. That would be entertaining for it sure. There'd be a lot of defense in that one. It'd be interesting. I think to I see. picked the Sixers, which I'm still. Oh, come on, Sixers. Hey, they could still get there. They yeah. could still get there. Uh, so in this game, though, Fox and Ariza did everything that they could to pull out a victory. Fox had another great game: 19 points, nine rebounds, 10 assists, just one board short of a triple double for Fox. He also had a couple of blocks. Again, the defense from 
from Fox. He did yeah. have six turnovers, which you never like to see, but when you have the ball in your hands that much, it's it's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Ariza with another nice game as well. 11 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. So again, the defense from Ariza as well. It's been nice. He's active. Fountain of youth. One thing I noticed, though, is... What's up with... Buddy... Buddy Hill. Oh, we haven't even talked about Buddy yet this podcast, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Go ahead and go. You, you had to go. Go ahead and go there, Matt. All right. When the defense turns up, Buddy Heald turns into a, a bucket of buffalo barf, Matt. <laughs> he <laughs> he he's forcing shots. He's turning the ball over. He gets pressure, and he can't dribble. He's a one-trick pony, Matt. With occasional hot streaks, what's he doing? I don't know. I don't know. And we let me ask you a question, a serious one. Would okay. you have rather we signed Buddy or Bogey in the off season? The in in twenty twenty, you're talking about? No, like before this season started. Remember? Oh, for the options picking up. Yes. I might. I don't know. I I don't. I don't want to say my answer because people are going to get mad, but. I know. Buddy is a love... I'm sorry. You're not a bucket of buffalo barf, but... Sometimes. I, we have a love-hate relationship with Buddy. We kind of do. He can... Buddy love, Buddy hate. He can... <laughs> he, he can keep you and win... He can keep you in a game. He can win you a game. But he can really shoot you. When he catches fire... When he catches fire, he's probably one of the best, like, three to five shooters in the NBA. But... I want consistency. I know. That's the thing that's hard with him. It, and not even the consistency, but I remember where Doug, I forget which game it was, but Doug Christie was even pointing out at the end, uh, it was one where we were ahead because we were shooting free throws. It might have been Golden State. No, it might have been Phoenix. I don't know. Yeah. I just know that Doug Christie felt the need to point out the fact that Buddy was holding on to the ball with two hands at the end and not oh. turning it over. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. So it might have even been the week before. I don't remember. But but it's like, yeah. he's in the NBA. We shouldn't have to have commentators talking about how it's a great thing that our all-star shooting guard is holding on to the ball with two hands. Why just squeeze it, buddy? Yeah. Normally or or keeping don't. it close to his body, not holding it out where it can get hit away. Or remembering to stay on uh, Bellinelli when you're, you know, up by three. Yeah, we, we don't talk about that game anymore. But okay. That one still stings. I know. But, you know, the, he, he forces up shots and he makes those turnovers. But he gets so hot, too. So it, it is very much a love-hate relationship. I don't know how I would answer your question, honestly, because it's, it's hard to imagine that we'd be as good as we are without Buddy. But it's also... Hard to imagine that we'd have as many frustrating losses without him being there, too. But would we be in those games to begin with without him? Probably not. So that's the know. hard thing, you know. Maybe his services could be better used as, like, a spark plug bench player where not as much is being asked of him. And you he think he'd go for that? Throw. No. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so, but looking at the bright side of things, remember last episode, we were looking at these three games and we were thinking, man, if, it, if we could, two and one would be nice. We said that would be ideal. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's we what we that. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and without Holmes uh, for, for a chunk of that as well. So right. let's, let's make a, um, not a prediction, but I guess a goal, mm-hmm. um, hypothetical goal for this week. So Monday the 13th, we're at home versus the Orlando Magic. Yes. Uh, we stay at home Wednesday the 15th 
and play against the Dallas Lucas, the, the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, the 18th, we are in Utah, which is always a tough game. So mm-hmm. what do you think, Matty? Uh, home Magic, home Mavericks at Utah. Well, none of those games are gimmies. Uh, the Magic are sneaky tough. I, I know they don't seem threatening. At least it's at home these. and it's not an East Coast trip where we're three hours uh, yeah. behind on the time and everything. But and we've played good against the Magic. Uh, we, you know, we swept them last year. Um, I would say I a key know. to that game would be if Holmes is back because Vukovic is no joke. He's yeah. a he's a good center. Yeah, so he's nice. um, I'd say if we're gonna if we're gonna keep our two and one goal alive we have to beat the magic um we've had good success against the mavericks surprisingly although i kind of feel like they're due to beat us because you can't just beat them every single time forever yeah the key will be can we contain luca again now part of that i believe was fox was out and Corey joseph was on him quite mm-hmm. a bit right so yeah. we'll see if luke walton decide opts to you know but fox's defense has been really good. And what do you think about maybe even shifting Ariza over sometimes to guard Luca? I don't know. That could like, yeah, that could be helpful because Ariza provides length and maturity. His D's so. been better lately. So yeah. so yeah, so you're saying the magic are a must win and then we need to either win at home against Dallas or at Utah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. there's good there's good uh there's no back to backs here. Uh good amount of time in between games. So yeah. We need to start cool. making some some headway in the six-team rates for the uh, for the eighth seed. So yeah, let's yeah. hope for two and one yeah. uh, this week. So hopefully nobody else gets hurt. Barnes, uh, we're not even sure about what his situation is, but he gimped off the court last game. Yeah, he headed to the locker room late, right? But we're yeah. I haven't heard anything about his status, so um, yeah. or seen the injury report. Maybe, but no, maybe no news is good news on him. Hopefully, so let's uh, let's hope for. Two and one this week and go from there. Go Kings. All right. News and notes, Matt. All right. Wait, what? News. So Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid had to have surgery after he suffered a torn radial collateral ligament in the fourth metacarpal in his left hand, which uh, I'm no doctor, Matt, but I believe the layman's terms is he broke his finger. Yeah, that's so, a, a um, description. Yeah, the, the surgery was successful, and he will be reevaluated re-evalu- in one to two weeks. They're going to need him if they're going to fulfill your prediction the of prophecy. getting to the NBA Finals. Yeah, they're going to need him for just court home court advantage. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, other superstar Anthony Davis, the Los Angeles Lakers, remains out after bruising his lower back the other night versus the Knicks. Davis injured himself when he landed awkwardly after attempting to block a shot. It, looked, it was actually a really scary fall, but mm. luckily he's not hurt too bad. Sounds like he's not going to be out too long. Yeah. Nicked up versus the Knicks. Hopefully yeah. he comes back soon. I know. Uh, Matt, did you see, did you happen to catch the uh, the Twitter drama between Kevin Durant and Kendrick Perkins? After you pointed it out to me, I did. And I'm glad that you did because that was comedy gold. Yeah. That, that was, so, so how did it start? Well, it started when Kendrick Perkins, so well, let me back up. Russell Westbrook returned to uh, OKC for the first time. And right. they gave him a big standing ovation. They gave him a video tribute. Uh, they'd never given one before to anybody who's returned. Um, Kendrick Perkins came on, ex-teammate of Westbrook, and he said that uh, congrats to Russell Westbrook. He is uh, the greatest um, player to put on a Thunder jersey. 
And that escalated into Kevin Durant getting involved because he felt a little um, upset because he feels like he would be the greatest well, of course. player. Of yeah. course. Well, and even if he doesn't, he probably wants other people to at least acknowledge that he's in that conversation and not have uh, a former teammate you know, make comments like that. The disrespect. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was an interesting exchange. Matt, why don't we read uh, a little bit of that exchange between Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant on Twitter? I think that would be entertaining. What do you think? All right, let's role play it here. All right, who, who do you want to read for? Um, I'll, I'll be KD. All right, so I'll be KP then. Okay. So Kendrick Perkins says... This is all on Twitter, by the way. KD lost in the second round with Russ out when I was there. So what does that mean? Shots fired. Kevin Durant says, Yeah, and our starting sender at Kendrick Perkins averaged a whopping two and three during the series. You played hard, though, champ. Ouch. Ooh, he even threw in the champ. That's like, remember that uh, Dane Cook bit where whenever you call somebody like sport or buddy yeah. or chief or whatever. Yeah, he threw in the champ. So... Perkins replies, boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history. Up on a team 3-1 to in the Western Conference Finals and then go join them the following season. Heart of a champion right there. Weak. Kevin Durant. Weak is starting at center, playing real minutes with no production. Should have worked on your skills as much as I did. See, that's. I feel like that's kind of a knockout punch from, from KD because he actually... While Perkins is firing these tweets back at him, Durant has the the resume to to back it up. So yeah, so, he's obviously the better player. Yeah. So so Perkins' response was, "That's fine. You worked that hard and still had to go join a seventy three and nine team. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, you don't even feel like a real champ. You have a hard time sleeping at night, huh? Knowing that you took the coward way out. Oh wow, Kendrick Perkins." He, that's not shots fired. That's like missiles fired. Like he took a bazooka out <laughs> yeah. and aimed it at KD. But if you're going to go after somebody like that, number one, it shouldn't be somebody like Kevin Durant, unless you're like LeBron James, who would probably never do anything like this. But you need to be that caliber of player if you're going to take shots at KD. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what he did is people don't like it. If you want to take a troll game to the next level on KD, he should say that it wasn't really his account, it was a the burner. A, a burner account. <laughs> yeah. KD's got him. So anyway, we thought that was entertaining. So that's all we have this time. Uh please follow us on Twitter at Sack Lunch Podcast. Uh continue to subscribe and uh, comment and rate our show on uh, Apple Podcasts and then we're on Google Podcasts and Spotify as well. Uh, that's all we have this time. Until next time, I'm Matt. He is also Matt, and this is the Sack Lunch Podcast. Feels great, baby.